Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And here's a quick call about Camila McConaughey. Let's just listen. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, long time, long, long time. I'm calling because um, I was watching the Today Show with my mom because I'm home for a bit. And there was a cooking segment with Camille McConaughey, who is Matthew McConaughey's wife. And at one point... Um, they had this shot of all the Today Show hosts eating her food, and she misspoke and said that it had placenta in it, and it was shocking. Okay. Good form, Bella Thorne. Goodbye. Not all that interesting, but there are a few things that I want to point out here. <laughs> Number one, Camilla Alves, which is how I've always known her. Right. That's was... what I said to you. I was like, her McConaughey has never been her last name. It's so confusing to hear her referred to as Camilla McConaughey, because as far as I knew, professionally, and like, I, she changed her name, obviously, but I thought she still went by Camilla Alves professionally, but apparently she does not anymore. Um, In the past, number... like, year. Something changed. Yeah. Something changed. Something changed. They've been married for eight years. Right. So it's crazy to be like, oh, this woman is just like now being like, okay, we'll try McConaughey and see how it goes. Everyone calls her Camilla Alves. Like everyone does. Everyone who calls her calls her that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think leaning into McConaughey is a new thing for her. Anyway, point is. She's doing like lifestyle blogging. Oh, yeah. She's she's going hard on something. Yeah, absolutely. This this has got to be new, no? But listen to this. This is a sign of how... So I I found the video of her on the Today Show. And yeah, she misspokes and she she misspeaks and she calls it placenta. And the cast is like, ha ha ha. But that's like, what? She's Brazilian? English as her second language. She misspoke. That's all it is. That part isn't that funny. This is the part of today's show that kind of shook me. Here we go. All right. This morning on Today Food, we're starting the new year off right with fun and healthy recipes that your entire family can enjoy. And who better to help us out than... Camila McConaughey. She runs. Who better to better help us out? To help us out. Well, who better to help us out with fun and easy recipes than Camila McConaughey? I didn't, we didn't know even she know that was her last cooked. name until today. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I didn't know she cooked either, or at least I didn't know that she cooked professionally in a way that she wants others to emulate. Here's I guess. the thing I know about her: she's what? Brazilian. She's a model. She's married to Matthew McConaughey. And I thought what she did was mostly model slash like run his charity, help yeah. with the charity. Mm-hmm. And I know that charity is called Just Keep Living because like that's hilarious. <laughs> J.K. Living, you know, as we've talked yes. about. What is Just Keep Living? And what was your inspiration for it? Just Keep Living is is something that came to me 
few days after my father passed away in 92. And I was working on my first film, Days Confused. It was something that came to me in trying to cope with him physically no longer being here. Then I started applying Just Keep Living to anything I could in life, and I couldn't find any that it didn't fit. The rest is new to me. This lifestyle thing is new to me. The last thing I want to say about Camila McConaughey is that in her personal life section on the Wikipedia, it says on August 4, 2015, she became a U.S. citizen in the same naturalization ceremony as British actress blank. Can you fill in the blank? Wait, say that again. On August 4, 2015, she, yeah. as in Camila, became yeah. a U.S. citizen in the same naturalization ceremony as British know? actress Blank. How am I to know this? There's so many British people. Emily Blunt. Oh. <laughs> That's Pretty fun. Good. If you go to her website, you go to the bottom, it says mm -hmm. Managed by Colony Creative. Click on Col Colony Creative. And it's essentially a marketing, a boutique marketing agency. And you go to the bottom and you see clients in the news and it says, Sweet Valley High twins Brittany and Cynthia Daniel launch California-inspired lifestyle blog. Can I uh, click that? So you just, but I mean, what my point is, is that you're seeing what uh, these websites, these goop-adjacent, these kind of lifestyle-y websites are being kind of facilitated run by these marketing companies. These marketing companies who have like templatized ways into like minor lifestyle success because I don't they think they come to you and they say you could get like a small piece of this pie here yeah. we go like here's how you do it yeah I mean I would like to believe that these people like they're these companies like Colony Creative are not selling you know goop they're not they're not trying to make people think that they're all going to be goop or you know poosh or whatever but it's like you can make mm -hmm. a little bit of money you can do okay if you present yourself like this maybe you don't even you make know? money just have some sort of presence that is mm -hmm. expands mm -hmm. your brand I mean I'm sorry, now I'm on the uh, Sweet Valley High Twins website, Sweet Collection XO, which I'm not even mm -hmm. sure what that means, but they're blogging about uh, self-care. They're blogging about uh, six ways to show your gratitude on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Kitchen organization. So this is re this is recent because this they're still doing it? Yeah, trending eyewear. Trending eyewear. Wow. How to have a sun kiss glow in every season. The art of slowing down. I mean, I'm God. telling you, it's just the Sweet Valley High twins. They're making the making the content. They just okay. posted the the Sweet Practice 30 Day Self Care Challenge. Oh my God! Do you know what the pra her practice is? Her 30 day self care practice is wake up one hour early, yoga 20 minutes, meditation 10 to 20 minutes, exercise 30 minutes. Wow. That's it. That's the wow. That's the plan. If I could do any of that, though, I'd probably be happier. Yeah. So thanks, Brittany. You are listening to you are listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, concerns, and I don't know corrections. Uh, that was just a teaser. That was just a fun little call because I hadn't thought about Camila Alves in a long time. Mm. We've got a whole lot of other things to talk about. We've been sort of getting back into the swing of things. Not the holidays are officially over, so we got more normal comment calls. So we have a lot more comment calls than last week, which is what we love. We love comments. Great. Yeah. Let's start with this one. Hi there, Who Weekly, long time, long time. I'd like to add to the case for Phoebe Waller-Bridge still being a Who, because her father was named in the Panama Papers, that giant dump of secret documents from banks and governments that revealed, you know, how the world's wealthy conceal their wealth and avoid paying their taxes because they don't care about funding a civil society. Her father was named in those papers, and I feel as though if you're rich enough to be named in the Panama Papers, that almost keeps you in who status no matter what. Because, yes, 
Phoebe Waller-Bridge is going to be famous. She wrote a Bond. She was in a Star Wars playing a sassy, amazing robot. You know, she's she's doing a lot of great stuff, and she might become a prominent star, but I feel like, I don't know, she's just that type of wealthy that might self-censor into hooey-ness. Because I think she's a them amongst a certain set of people who are who are on very on the internet, but I don't think she's a universal them, and I don't know if she will be. And I don't mean that as a dig against her; she's very talented. Um, I mean, L three, great robot, great robot. Um, thanks, love you all. Bye. I still think she's a them. Also, I think there was a lot of people. There was a lot of back and forth on that topic. Some people said, "I can't believe you're calling her a who." I can't believe you're calling her a them. People were mad about us calling Sirsha a who. Still, I'm sorry. I still think she's a who. I don't know. I'm again. Torn. Why is it a value judgment? I think people get really upset and they think that it's some sort of qualitative judgment, and it absolutely is not. And we say that a lot, and sort of it comes out as though we're kind of it's like a joke at this point but it is it's true like i was watching little women with my parents they had no idea who saoirse ronan was i feel like they know what fleabag is but somebody they see it but the person who often. said saoirse ronan has got to be a them she's got four oscar was nominations irish. is was irish and of course she's like a huge deal hero. there yeah currently and has been for i'm sure a while because she's you know being she's so successful over here so i think fleabag is a phenomenon that exceeds anything sirsha has done up to this point because fleabag is phoebe waller bridge's entire thing it's her baby and she is like right. the and face if you associated know one with eighth it. of it you know who she is because yeah. But if you knew like bits and pieces of Sirsha's career, you might you still might not. Oh, the quite girl know in atonement. Oh, right, Brooklyn made like right. eight million dollars. Like, but I guess meanwhile, the point yeah. of this person's call was the one thing we did gloss over, didn't really mention, was that Phoebe Waller Bridge is literally not royalty, but she's what do you call it? gentry, which is interesting. Uh, the Waller Bridge family were landed gentry of mm-hmm. Cockfield, Sussex, which is like uh, Meghan Markle. They're at Sussex, right? Yeah, there's Duchess of Sussex. Um, well, not anymore, the, but yeah. Yeah, not anymore. Basically, her parents are just extremely rich, and her dad was appeared in the Paradise Papers, not the Panama Papers. According to the Paradise Papers Wikipedia, it says not to be confused with the Panama Papers, but the although they have a lot in common. thing, essentially. It's just one is British people and one is American people? One is that the Panama Papers are like world leaders, apparently. This is from Quora. Quora. Don't One go that, by Kiora. Don't buy go that much. Panama Papers are world leaders, drug peddlers, and high wealth individuals. Paradise Papers are more blue chip clients, celebrities, and multinationals. So I was looking at the difference. And so when you look at the Paradise Papers, these are some of the other people who are in it. Avril Lavigne, Nicole Kidman, Keith Urban, Emma Watson, Harvey Weinstein, Madonna, Martha Stewart, I think Cheryl that Crow. We've talked about this before, but the Panama Papers are definitely like... People who are definitely hiding their money, who have a lot of money, but then somebody's financial, uh, a big financial guy that everybody had in Hollywood that was recommended doing stuff that the peep celebrities didn't know what was going on with mm-hmm. their money. So I like. He was just like, trust me. It's just like, like okay. he's the guy who everyone had. It's like, oh, uh, Avril Lavigne, you need a guy. I got a guy. He's really good. <laughs> yeah, he's doing some. He's. I don't really know what he's doing, but he's doing some good stuff. And I'm. Yeah, he's I'm doing saving good. a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. I think that a lot of these. I'm not being like, oh, they're innocent or whatever, but or no. whatever. But like, no. I think a lot of it is also just like, why are these so? Why are there so many random people in it? Well, it's because everyone had the same guy. The, everyone had the same guy, or everyone's guys were doing the same thing. They had the Basically. same methodology. 
Right. To the caller's argument that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is not a them because her family is this rich and, I don't know, has influence in uh, British society. I don't even know how to articulate that. I don't think that's true. And I think the, the first thing that came to mind was Julie Louis-Dreyfus, inarguable them. Her parents are fucking loaded. Her dad is a billionaire. Like, just because, yes, you got this humongous leg up, yeah, it can be annoying and it's one of those things that people definitely complain about on Twitter where it's like, this woman, she didn't come from nothing. She wrote this thing. She had all of this access and to 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 school and education and to people that so many people don't simply because her family is rich, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I mean, all that aside, she's a them. I don't think that that prohibits you from being a them just no, because. No, it just, it's supposed to kind of like tinge the the... The Horatio, the Horatio Alger self-made man of it all, yeah. you know, but it's I don't think... It's a less exciting I, and yeah. it's a less like Stan-worthy them, but it's still a them. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. it's a less inspiring them because it's like, oh, one of the reasons that she is where she is is because she was so privileged but right. you know that doesn't that doesn't prevent but is it thing. and there is a thin line I'll, there is a line albeit a thin line between a nepotism that is more like your family's in show business and that's like the like mm-hmm. you know a brooklyn beckham or something and yeah. somebody who's just straight up rich which like you do have yeah. you do have more time and you do have more space to like work your way up and figure it out and do your creative but, projects yeah but the true nepotism that is most likely is a lot, a lot of what we're seeing is like the actual like sons and daughters. We're of... talking about Margaret Qualley nepotism. We're talking right. about Willow Smith nepotism. We're right. talking about, you know, Maya so Hawk and what's his name? The the Cannavale, you know, this is what we're talking about when we talk yeah. about like nepotism. Right. Also didn't realize, I guess I'm an idiot. I didn't know The Rock's father was a famous wrestler. That's oh, yeah. nepotism. Right, right. Right. Or it's just the family business. The family business. <laughs> But you're right. No, you're I mean, I think with wrestling, it's also a little bit different because what The Rock has done since then, like extends beyond what his father did. And I think like he probably helped him get into wrestling because he was his son. But also that took more than just this is my good looking uh, kid who looks like me, which is literally what we're talking about. We talk about Kaya Gerber, you know, (laughs) which is frustrating, which, by the way, did you see they broke up? Yeah, I saw that. How could I? How could I not see they broke up? They broke up. The Gerbers made the call. You Some had a good, mafioso you had a guy tweet. showed up. Thank you. You had a good tweet of the well, of, I mean, of Randy and of Randy and Cindy smiling. I mean, Randy and Cindy definitely went to see like a witch doctor and like paid him a, a gold coin, you know. And the witch doctor was like, "I'll do it." No, they wrote a number on a piece of paper and they slid it around to Kaya and they said, "Look," and she was like, "Okay, I'll dump him." Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> look, we're transferring this from our offshore Panama paper account to your, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right? And she literally. was like, "Fine, whatever." They called the they called their tax attorney and they were like, "Hey, so we're gonna need a big chunk of that moved directly into Kaya's account." All the photos of her with like Tommy Dorfman. She's oh like, God. Pete, yeah. who? I'm with my right. gays. <laughs> you know, right. like, I that's mean, a- <laughs> um, okay, more comments. I love, I love this comment. Hi, Who Weekly. First, long time, first time. Um, correction the Redwood Forest that Harry and Megan were walking through were in Rotorua, New Zealand, not uh, in California. And some related uh, Who Then trivia for you is in New Zealand, we have. Uh, still got a constitutional monarchy system, and that means that the Queen is basically head of state. So she does the same thing that your president basically does, which has the ultimate say on any laws that our parliament say need to happen. And so what this means is when Harry and Meghan 
in 2018 are strolling through our redwood forests, we're all sitting there going, who are you? What are you doing here? You do absolutely nothing. You do not even go here. So while Harry and Megan might be then in constitutional law in New Zealand, they are absolute who's. Crunch, crunch. I still suspect that the intention of putting that Redwood photo on their website was to fool commoners no, like uh, you and I, you and me, into thinking think that this was North American. Because it's mm. such a... I just think they wanted a photo of them not in England and chose the most, the prettiest one they had or something but they like chose, that. But they chose a place that's still sort of, uh, you know, quote unquote, ruled by the queen. I mean, the funniest thing is us trying to be like, they're coming to California and United States, baby. Like, we all we would. And all of Canada's like, relax. Like, they're actually coming here. <laughs> and you know what? You're right. Like, it makes yeah. no sense that they would come to America and live here. I just think they're going to be doing a lot of, quote unquote, business here, as you've already oh, seen. They're going to have a house. In, they're going to have a house in Los Angeles. At least an apartment. Not? At least a condo. No, they don't want a condo. They don't want neighbors. They don't want to share a wall. Okay. I guess what I'm just saying is that you are right like it they're gonna be in it's gonna be canada first for it's canada's gonna be the main place they are mm-hmm. it makes more sense mm-hmm. not um, the redwoods in new zealand though but it would look nice who who knew that the redwoods were in new zealand i didn't know i Gorgeous. love knowing that yeah i love Zealand's knowing that. magic honestly it seems fun i would love to go to new zealand yeah i would love to do a show in new zealand yeah, for four people in new zealand but including this woman who would come i think Oh, this woman. Okay. Next call. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, long time, long time. I'm calling with the requested Israeli perspective on uh, Quentin Tarantino's wife, Daniela Peek. Um, it's true that her father is truly like Israeli pop royalty. Like he's so famous. His uh, songbook is like songs that he composed for other artists that you wouldn't even know. He was so big um, that he gave his collection to like a whole jukebox musical um in the early aughts he had like a kardashian like reality tv show which was amazing to watch because he just moved in with his like 18 year old girlfriend at the time who was like terrorizing the uh housekeeper but daniela peak is like not famous in her own right it's just the sheer case of nepotism and also the fact that she was in a band with her sister but like they're indistinguishable like you couldn't tell which one was which even when they were at the most famous with their, like, one hit. Um, right now in Israel, she's mostly being covered as Quentin Tarantino's wife, right? So, like, you'd send the Israeli media coverage of Khan would be like, oh, Daniela Peek was there, thanks to Quentin Tarantino. Um, so I hope this clarifies things. She's definitely, like, a who singularly, and then by sheer power of nepotism, um, I guess, uh, prop royalty. Um, that's it. Yeah. Crunch, crunch. Me and Haifa. Me and Haifa. I love this. We asked for it. We got it. We got a few different people calling, different people who, Israelis, people in Israel, but then also people are like, I'm from Israel or my family's from Israel, who kind of mm-hmm. all said actually pretty much the same thing, which was right. delightful, he's, which was like, he's extremely he's famous. famous. She's nepotist. She's not, <laughs> which is like incredible because this is just like Taylor's oldest time on this podcast, isn't it? You know? Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Just thought you should know that Eliza Doolittle, um, to be clear, the skinny jeans pop singer and not the cockney flower girl, uh, actually used to date Benji Madden, um, Cameron Diaz's Benji Madden. Okay, crunch, crunch, bye. Someone did uh, tweet at me, like, you would actually like Eliza's music now because now she just goes by Eliza and does, like, 
straight pop music. Like, mm-hmm. she, there's an article about her. Eliza on sex, her new album, and taking back control. Like, it's a whole, she's like a whole yeah. thing now. Um, Doolittle was obviously a mistake, uh, you know, or at least not, she decided <laughs> to move beyond Doolittle. It's not actually mm-hmm. her name. Um, and the music was pretty good. It was, it's pop music. It's, it's pretty fun. But in uh, 2011, there is a great uh, Daily Mail article. Where did that come from? Eliza Doolittle reveals romance with Paris Hilton's rocker ex, Benji Madden, as they stroll hand in hand. I like that. I like them together. Although I like Benji and Cameron together. Me too. Eliza Doolittle confirms her relationship with good Charlotte rocker Benji Madden as they strolled the streets of L.A. very aware of the paparazzi. (laughs) Okay. You can't really stroll the streets of L.A. without being very aware of the paparazzi, to be fair. Right. It's true. Um, She was dating a guy named Ollie before that, FYI. Ollie Murs? No, just a guy named Ollie. And Benji also dated uh, Holly Madison. God, the, the Madden brothers, like, dated like really fucking dated people loved them i guess my point is just like we're saying like wow john mayer like really dated a lot of women and i'm looking at benji madden's like who's dated and it's like he dated like sophie monk like Mm -hmm. kim kardashian like paris Mm -hmm. solange maybe holly madison eliza doolittle like smiley cyrus you know dita von teese like his lineup is equally impressive yeah you know it's like you some of those are rumored by the way you think of like the other big rock bands of that era and it's like mm-hmm. Linkin Park, a little too aggro. I don't know. A lot of them are like a little too mean or a little like too Like if you want to date a rocker is what you're like saying. Like a cool rocker. Like yeah. Good Charlotte was the cool rocker. Linkin Park was a little too dark. Nickelback was lame. Like Corn, Slipknot, like a little too much. You know what I mean? Like Meanwhile, Joel Madden has only dated Hillary Duff and Nicole Richie publicly, which is another interesting, like, that's another interesting, it's all these women from the same era. Mm-hmm. He and um, Hillary were cute, I gotta say. Um, in addition to everything that you guys said about Oprah making so much money off of this tour, she also owns like 8 or 10% of WW Weight Watchers, so she's making even more money. Okay, women don't belong in balloons. Nobody does. It was one of those things that I'm just annoyed that we didn't mention because we talked about it when well, it happened. it's like we knew it. We forget to mention I things. I just forgot. But it's, it's important to point out because Oprah very famously invested so much money into WW Weight Watchers back in, I don't know, 2015. She, right. she owns she like 10% 6% of it. or something. What is then it? Is she, it 10%? Well, then she dropped it. Then she dropped a few percentage points and she was down to 8%. And now I'm reading this story on boozjournals.com. Classic. And she recently upped it. So at the end of last year, she went back up to above 10%. And now I believe she owns 12.3% of WW. And so she's the guess, highest shareholder. Guess what? That was sort of tied to this announcement of the tour. So she upped her percentage in WW whenever she decided to take a more like active role in doing promotion, I guess. If that signifies anything, it's that this is going to be a huge success for her or indeed already is, you know, well, it's, like it, it all relies on her. It It's yeah. almost like she's betting on herself to kind of make. No, it's exactly what it is. Weight yeah. Watchers a thing again, which I don't even think Weight Watchers necessarily went anywhere. It's still the number one name in what it is. You know, it's not. Even in this world where like now we're having a lot of these apps that do the same thing and there's kind of just like new technology that is trying to get into this business, Weight Watchers is being like, well, we're going to bet on Oprah because we're not, you know, we're not going to bet on that technology necessarily, but we're going to bet on Oprah because <laughs> Oprah is, you know, to us, the 
the kind of a motivator and the whole thing is about like motivation and and you know ha- habits and whatever god i don't want to talk about weight watchers anymore it's depressing to me personally <laughs> oprah betting on weight watchers is like howard ratner betting on kevin garnett right yeah from uncut gems yeah no i get it because he had money you get it? it yeah okay next now we're going to go into actual questions here we go and talk about a question it was like 70 something degrees a couple days ago it's time to put our winter weather to bed or in my Pull case under out the bed your linens sweeties the lin it's time it's linen season honey oh, oh all i want is linen all the time i just want to be draped in linen for my entire life not only am i pulling out my linen tops my linen bottoms my linen dresses i'm putting on my linen sheets i'm putting on my linen pillowcases i'm just like everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer so it's time to say goodbye to jackets sweaters and hello to shorts tees and linen i know i should probably buy some linen shorts from quince i have a quince cotton duvet cover that i really like and it's warm it's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months which is sort of where i want my bedding to be somewhere Mm -hmm. in the middle you and know. you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I and hate Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> What when I sleep to, on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my made bed. It, I've made it. It's, it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different. And that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hi, Who Weekly. Medium time, medium time. Um, Are Adam Driver and Mini Driver related? 
Crunch Crunch. Women don't belong in balloons. I was hoping to find like a family tree that somebody did because, you know, family tree enthusiasts do. Oh, I love. Oh, yeah. Lots of things, including celebrities. And I was hoping maybe somebody had like, you know, sourced them back to be from the same thing. But I didn't find that Mm -mm. Uh, mini driver. They're not they're not they're not directly related in any local way. Also, also, she's not American. She's not right. But I'm saying. (laughs) I was looking at their pa- their past past in any local way. <laughs> you know, like they're not like cousins. No, I know. Is what I'm saying. That's funny. Um, she was born in. She's of English and Scottish descent, and he is. That's what I was more looking of. Like she's of English and Scottish descent, and he is. He has Dutch, English, German, Irish, and Scottish an- ancestry. So could they yeah. be related? Oh, oh, really join far the club. back? Okay. I know. Well, me also, after doing twenty three and me. Well, <laughs> Dutch, Irish, German, Scottish, English, British. <laughs> it's like okay. I know. But that comes from an article called Six Things to Know About Adam Driver in Metro in 2014. So I also don't trust that necessarily in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, actual whatever. You know, at least Minnie, yeah. Minnie was on Who Do You Think You Are, the BBC show. So that's how mm-hmm. she has her ancestry, which I do trust because that was done by an actual, like, ancestry person. person. Yeah. Um, what's really, really, really funny, though, is if you search Minnie Driver and Adam Driver, you have all these tweets where Minnie Driver is just tweeting about Adam Driver, which is mm-hmm. just incredible because she loves Because she's, like, horny for Adam Driver. Yeah, she said... um. In 2014, she said, I saw Adam Driver out last night. I do not know him, but wanted to fall on him like the long lost brother he isn't. Hashtag girls. I don't even understand that. She wants to fall on him like a brother? It almost reads like, I want to fall on him. I'm so horny for him. But then it's like, I want to just be friends with him like a brother. And I can't. But then in these other tweets, she keeps talking about his body. So it's like, this is too sexy. Like, what? What do you want from him? Well, the, the other tweets are from 2018, which means she's still thinking about I'm Driver. Um, somebody retweeted. She a saw photo the Last Jedi and was like, "Hi, yeah, yeah, ha You know, someone retweeted a photo of him shirtless and said he's just so wide. And then they said those shoulders would never fit in a Uniqlo shirt. And then she responded to that. I do think it's largely why we don't have Uniqlo in the States, which is a pretty funny. And then the the girl said, I know you mean sizing in general, but I do like the idea that it's specifically Adam Driver's shoulders. Yes, that's a joke. And then she wrote, no, I really meant his shoulders. Okay, so this conversation, like, while it had a funny moment, really went off the rails. Also, Uniqlo's are everywhere, aren't they? I thought Uniqlo's are everywhere now. They're all uh, over the place. Again, not the point that either of them <laughs> were really trying to make here, but yeah, sure. He doesn't fit into a Uniqlo shirt because he's so wide. And Minnie Driver is now, her horniness has turned from from brotherly love to I'm straight up horny. He doesn't fit in a t-shirt and I love it. And also, I wish there were more Uniqlos in this country. Right. And also, <laughs> I'd love a Uniqlo to go to. Who is Nikki the Jagger? Crunch, crunch. I think it's like, wouldn't it be pronounced in Dutch like Nikki Jaeger? The Jaeger? The Yager? I'm not. No, no. Let's not We're even not go even. there. But Nikki Tutorials is who you're she is Dutch. About. She is Dutch. She is Dutch. The easier thing to say. I don't want to butcher a Dutch name as I want to do. I gotta say, I'm not loving that we're covering another YouTube makeup artist. <laughs> it's like yeah, I know. But to be fair, this is actual new. This is we covered fucking Jeffrey Star and his dumbass boyfriend. I know. This is actually news. This is much newsier and sure. cooler yeah. than Jeffrey Star and the dogs on the bed. The dogs on the Rihanna voice, California King bed. This might be less. I mean, this is definitely less funny, though, I would say. And also Nikki and Jeffrey are kind of they kind of battle out for number one makeup artist on YouTube. Right. Makeup yeah. tutorial person. They, it kind of goes back and forth. They're both huge. I don't know that they're number one and number two back and forth, but they're definitely both 
in the top, top, top tier. And Nick Tutorials, we've never talked about her on the show. Nick Tutorials uh, made headlines, I guess, earlier this week because she came out as trans on a YouTube video. And it wasn't basically on her own accord. She was yeah. being blackmailed. These people whom I don't think have been identified or will ever be identified were trying to get money from her in exchange for not revealing that she is trans. And instead of giving the money, she just made a video that was like, hey, everyone, this shit is happening. I'm trans. Fuck you. And then she flipped them off with her like beautiful nail. What else is there to know about Nikki? I don't really know a lot about her. I've seen her makeup videos, her big viral hit was the one where she did half her face it's called the power of makeup and i've definitely mm -hmm. seen that one and then she didn't she's done kim kardashian's makeup she's she's like one of the leaders in in actual makeup tutorials she does different like looks or whatever mm -hmm. that's i really don't know a ton about her to be fair i do like that she's dutch because it adds like an interesting international flavor to the lineup of makeup people on YouTube because it's really kind of bland. It's like Jeffree Star, James Charles, you know. Yeah. So she said in the video, I guess I'll just I'll just play the quote here. It was frightening to know that there are people out there that are so evil that they can't respect someone's true identity. It is vile and it is gross. And I know you are watching this. They said they wanted to leak it because I'm lying or that I don't want to tell my truth or because they feel like I'm too scared for people to know who I truly am. I'm not scared. So to the people who tried to blackmail me and thought they could really mess up my life with that, this one's for you. I hope you can sit nice on it. And then she flipped them off. And as this thing says, she flipped them off with the middle finger that showed a squared, sparkling acrylic nail. Love that. I also love this line that you found from her Wikipedia. At the uh, De Yager first began uploading videos to YouTube in 2008 at the age of 14 after watching MTV's The Hills while sick and being inspired by Lauren Conrad's makeup. The way we find inspiration is sure. truly baffling and surprising. You got to start somewhere, you know. When it all goes back to Lauren Conrad, LC, that's something else. Elsie's an inspiration for women across the globe. Nikki was obviously not the one, because I did like a little bit of research for this, and Nikki was one of the YouTubers who did not sort of err on the side of messiness. You know, like a lot of makeup tutorial and YouTube people yes. are as famous yes. as they are because they love drama. Nikki right. does not love drama. If Nikki loved drama, she would get into it because it's very easy to manufacture or join drama when you are on YouTube. That's The whole platform is built around that. Well, it's also just easy to pick topics that are like because they have different setups for different things you can do in the videos mm -hmm. and some are more drama than others you know mm -hmm. right some are like literal talking shit prompts but mm -hmm. i don't think nikki engages in that stuff as much as maybe the other ones do yeah um so she took this very seriously as far as i can tell which sort of sets her apart from the other ones and it's especially surprising because you sort of tend to believe or at least i do that it takes participation in that sort of behavior to become famous on YouTube. And if anything, to me, it looks like Nikki proved that it doesn't. It can be talent exclusively, you know? It could be your skill set mm -hmm. or expertise exclusively. Mm -hmm. You don't have to mm -hmm. sort of succumb to the messiness of, uh, let's say, James Charles or even Jeffree Star, even though Jeffree Star it. did it. Yeah, all of it. Tati. Every single one of them has done it. Manny Mua or whatever. God, I don't even yes. know. Yes. How do I Speaking know Speaking of other who's, I read this story that was written by Heron Walker and Vice... Yeah. Uh, she wrote about the Nikki thing, and the headline is, in 2020, we're still trying to out trans women. I didn't know this story. This is fascinating. She talks about this woman, Tracy Africa. Yeah, this was a huge cut. I read this when it came out. I ha I did not read this. I did not know anything about this. Yeah, it's a good... And 
she was and but she was added in the same way so it's just like people who weaponize trans identities has been going on for a really long time right but i think the good sense so i'm just going to read heron's uh, kicker here with a smile on her face but tears in her eyes diager tells viewers that she's accepting that she can't close off her past to the public that she's embracing the opportunity to be truly me for all of you but being quote truly me costs caroline Cossey, tracy africa and april ashley so much hopefully for diager's sake that much has changed glow babies Today is the day I am free, and I get to be me, finally. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. It's Franny. I'm calling because Bobby just invaded my personal space and sent me a video of Paris Hilton cooking um, on YouTube. I watched it. It's actually pretty good. But one of the suggested videos after that was a video of Kim Kardashian's massive a scary dystopian refrigerator, um, which I know because I follow this woman on Instagram, was done by the Home Edit. Um, so I want to know if the um, annoying faux Nashville personality, um, Clea Driscoll from the Home Edit, is a who are them. Um, Chloe Kardashian uses her. I think she did like Chrissy Teigen. She's at Dan Levy's house, literally unpacking his apartment today. Um, it's a niche organizational thing. Um, and it's like in the same vein as Marie Kondo, but I'm just curious if the home edit is a who or a them. Uh, these spoons are brutal. Crunch, crunch. Fran, you really took that to a place we didn't want to go. Fran, <laughs> how do we get to Clea Shearer? The home edit. The, the home, home edit. edit. From, you're talking about Paris Hilton making lasagna for her fans on YouTube. You go in, you somehow swerve into Kim Kardashian's gigantic refrigerator. Well, refrigerator. to be fair, she made it about a who. Because Paris Hilton's a them, Kim Kardashian's yeah, a them. them. The home edit is a who. Who is she? The home edit is that thing that like, it's the, the lifestyle site that's about organizing your house. And Clea Shearer and Joanna Teplin are the owners of the home edit, or they are the founders of the home edit. Yes. This is, this is like, just, these are just personal organization influencers? Exactly. So okay. the whole thing about the home edit is, number one, to, to really, really enjoy and, and, and have the fruits of all the home edit, you have to, number one, be rich because you have to have so much nice stuff that you need to organize, and you have to have a lot of space in which to organize it. So the home edit requires a lot of money. But it's like when you look at the home edit, it's like, oh, everything is in glass jars or plastic jars. It's that an are aesthetic. See through. It's, an, it's aesthetic. an aesthetic. It's an aesthetic. It's an aesthetic. You organize your books by color. You put all of you put everything out in open shelving. Home edit. They hate a cabinet door. The home edit hate hates a door. Everything hate out in the open. Everything out there. Everything organized by color. You want to label out. Label out multiples of everything. To be fair, I have an issue where like if I can't see something, I forget it exists. Which is the home edit's entire raison d'etre. I know, d'etre. which is also literally the concept of object permanence, which babies don't have until a certain age. <laughs> yes. I don't have object permanence. Oh my God, a funny, one time when my when my nephews were really, really young, my uh, my mom was like, because my parent, my sister was trying to like sleep train them. And so yeah. she was like, like they're in bed, they need to go to sleep. And my mom would be like, no, he misses me. He wants, he, he misses me. He wants to see me. And my sister was like, mom, he doesn't know you exist when you leave the room. Object permanence. Well, that's why peekaboo is like an iconic game for babies. Because when you cover your face, they forgot your face existed. When they see it, they're genuinely thrilled. When, when you come back, they're like, whatever. But if you look at the, the, 
the home edits press and you see the pantries they've done for celebrities, you see that it's it's one aesthetic that everyone seems to have. Busy Phillips, Gwyneth Paltrow, Reese Witherspoon and these women. And this is why Fran cares. I know because Fran's from Nashville and these women are out of Nashville. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are claiming that Nashville is becoming the new L.A. in that a lot of famous people are moving to Nashville to start businesses, to it's do cheaper. lifestyle brands, it's cheaper, but it's also got a a vibe that I think uh, celebs are really attracted to, in a way. Yeah, it's like... It's um, an industry town, but it's not... It's cool, yeah. but you still have the space, Yeah, you know, like you still sort of can feel like you are secluded and that you're sort of hip. Right, but it's friendly and it's, you know, it's, it's also cool and, you know, a lot of these celebrities are from the South or some of them mm-hmm. and like Reese, who, and she opened her store there and da-da-da, so... You know whose house they just did? Dan, Le- Dan Levy? Really? Dan Levy. It's, it's a total... It's a total thing. They're the Marie Kondo, but like with stuff. <laughs> is the home edit of them? I think the home edit is of them. I think the home edit is huge. Well, the aesthetic is of them. The aesthetic is of them. And I think even the name is of them because I think those books are big bestsellers. Is Clea of them? Um, they're no. so happy no. that Kim did that tour. And Kim did the tour because she there was some video where she showed one of her fridges and there was nothing in it and people made fun of her kind of or they were like what do you eat air and then she was like no uh, i have 12 fridges and they're gigantic fridges like yeah. bon appetit is shaking at those fridges like right. the bon appetit fridges are smaller than these fridges but right. everything is like those oxo those like oxo plastic right. containers that you put everything in so you can Why see everything that you color have color coordinated i really don't that's not a practical way of no. organizing the weirdest like the Unless thing it's about your clothes. this, though, Unless like I get, clothes. I don't want to bemoan. God, there's so much Dan Levy on their feet. I don't want to like dump on these like entrepreneurs. Like, congrats to them for True. hitting this nerve and doing well. But it's like the aesthetic is so one note and easy to pin down. You know, like of course it's good advice. It's sort of like it's exactly like Marie Kondo, as Franny said, because it's like find things that spark joy. Ultimately, that's a really really easy nugget to distill your idea into. And yet, they're just going to keep releasing book after book after book and Netflix show after Netflix show after Netflix show, even though all you have to do is buy a lot of clear blo- clear boxes and have a lot of space to put your you put your clear boxes. Well, I think my my main thing is that the the main aesthetic is space. So the the thing that all these things these closets have in common is that they're like these incredible closets. They're <laughs> you can pu- you can you can separate your you know, 14 different types of gummy bears in these different clear packages because you have a closet that is an entire room. You're Kim Kardashian. You have 12 different closets. That's the, for me, the aesthetic. And which is why like celebrities love this shit because they do have the space. I, what I think is really interesting is that real organizing should be for people who don't have a lot of space. How do I, how do I better declutter my life where I don't have a closet that looks like this where I don't have a closet at all what do I have you know my small fridge my small bookshelf how do I so that's what's kind of frustrating because it's like at least Marie Kondo has a rule that everyone can follow and this is just such a capitalist on you know just a capitalist nightmare just a full kind of business in a very traditional sense where it's like hire us to come clean your shit. Lindsay, imagine having that much space for your Dorito bags. <laughs> I mean, I can't. They have yeah, their Doritos. This photo on the home edit has the, at least insane. at least 100 individual bags of Doritos displayed like books. No, and then they have other late. You see the Lay's different types of Lay's. Sour Cream Each and onion. potato chip gets its own bag. They get their own shelf. 
multiple shelves. The fruit in the foot. The fruit in the foot gets its own container. All these fruit snacks. Okay, whatever. Obviously, that's for children, but it's fine. Back to Paris. Could we go back to Paris Hilton for one fucking minute, though? (laughs) Yes. Because it might be one of the funnier things. When you scroll through their feed, it's like I'm looking at the same thing over and over. It is the organizational equivalent of looking at a thirsty gay person's Instagram. It's like, oh, your nipples again. Oh, your abs again. Oh, your abs again. Oh, your abs again. I see them. I see them. I see them. I see them. There's no diversity here. Diversity of concept or thought. I just don't feel like it's useful to organize things by color, the rainbow, unless they're showing in your house like your books if you want to have that aesthetic that people actually have to look at sure but in your closet just why wouldn't you do it just practically but clearly it's for the instagram so they do it for the instagram this photo here that says they okay so they organized chloe kardashian's beauty room her glam room this Mm -hmm. photo i don't understand the skill involved they organized all of her hair hair. by color of course they did that's obvious Sure. The concept is so simple that I it's shocking to me and and yes impressive and yes yes we love a hustle but like that's all it is organizing things by color in massive amounts of space god Anyway Paris Hilton <gasps> No I just <laughs> you're so funny <gasps> Give me a big house and a credit card with a ton of money and I will go fucking ham in the container store and organize the shit out of my house without having to buy the home edit. But anything that, no, but anything that you could do, you know, someone could pay to have someone else do, that's not my issue. That's a business. That's an idea, right? It's just a matter of kind of the aesthetic, aestheticizing of organization that is interesting to me. Yeah. Um, especially for stuff that is literally behind closed doors, like yeah, a but closet, you're right. for example. So many, so much of this aesthetic relies on space and money in a way that is extremely frustrating. Like I cannot emulate this because I don't have a walk-in pantry. Right. So <laughs> or six. Back to Paris, Paris Hilton. Hilton's video, which is where Fran started Paris Hilton. Them, but Paris Hilton did a cooking video, which is inarguably a who. It is. I would say a piece of satire. What is it called? Par- like the Paris, cooking with Paris. Pa- cooking with Paris. The best part is in the middle. She goes, well, you know, we should use maybe a hashtag. Hashtag Paris lasagna. No, no, no. Don't use that. Do not <laughs> use that. <laughs> don't use that. <laughs> don't use hashtag Paris lasagna. About to film a new YouTube video of me cooking my infamous lasagna. Hashtag cooking with Paris. Hashtag chef Paris. Hashtag hashtag Paris lasagna. No, actually, do not use the hashtag Paris lasagna. It sounds beyond. Paris Hilton, what's incredible is that all these kind of celebrities are coming out with these lifestyle, speaking of lifestyle content, you know, everyone is a really good cook all of a sudden, right? Everyone has preferences on food. We wrote about this for Eater. Every every celebrity is deciding they have this, mm-hmm. like, food knowledge that came out of nowhere, right? Yeah. And, like, it's so funny. But Paris Hilton, whose who's brand from the very start 
is like the opposite of cooking for yourself. I mean, it could not exactly. be further from cooking for yourself. When I saw that she was doing a cooking video, I was very disappointed. <laughs> At first, I was disappointed. I said, You're right. Her brand could not be further from cooking for yourself. Yeah. I said, this is disappointing. Paris Hilton is, is her whole brand is being too rich to cook. There's no reason why Paris Hilton is coming over to make me lasagna. I would never want her to make me lasagna. Even if you told me that Paris Hilton makes the best lasagna in the world, I'd say, no, I don't want Paris Hilton making me lasagna. Also, this this house is not hers. That's the other best part about this. So she comes up <laughs> with this video and it is such a pure parody. I mean, this woman it's knows It's in a gigantic, yeah. fancy suburban kitchen that is Who like... Who she reveals is not her own house. She doesn't know where any of the... Um, in, she doesn't know where anything is. <laughs> she's looking for spoons. She can't find them. She's she looking puts... For, she's looking for, for seasonings and she finds like a thing of Himalayan sea salt and she's like, whatever, 11 grinds. Okay. She puts too much salt on the meat that she makes. She has to wipe it off with towels. She puts too much oil in the pan. She has to wipe it off with towels. So again with this, I'm not sure of the exact measurement of what you're supposed to do, but this is what I do every time. Just go like, oh no. Oh no. All right, that's too much. So I'm gonna do my towel trick again. She needs to grate fresh mozzarella, so she she grates them with her biker gloves. Like she's wearing these biker gloves the whole time that she calls her cooking gloves. She it's honestly an incredible. She keeps saying she's how holding good. her dog's whole butthole with this biker glove, and then she's grating fresh mozzarella. Not even low moisture mozzarella. She's grating fresh mozzarella on a grinder, and she's like, "I'm having trouble." And it's like, "No shit, you're having trouble, Paris Hilton." It's really fucking funny. She's making it. <laughs> she's making it in tin. That she's making it a tin trays. You gotta disposable. put the little. That you was have Kate Reese's favorite thing. She's like, all these celebrities who use disposable trays to make their shit. It's like use a ceramic. No, it's just Paris. Dish. It's just Paris because this entire video is a comedy piece written and directed <laughs> right. by Paris Hilton. Um, <laughs> the way that it's shot is insane. The camera's following her around the island, not shooting her from one side, so it keeps on like having to back up and like go forward. It's. It's definitely one of those like gyroscopic little iPhone holders, you know? Right. Remember Lala yeah. had one, like her dad gave her one. And I was yeah. like, this is amazing. And I, it's like someone held one for the first time and they I just started it. doing like, whoop, 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 because they thought it was fun. Every time she says something, maybe they put it in letters. She says, olive oil is better than but something, olive oil is better than butter. And it, below that made an equation that's like olive oil, better than butter. Or like under her, as if to create these Paris Hilton rules but the thing about paris is it's not earnest but it also is it's earnestly not an earnest you know what i mean yeah uh the other thing ingredients the ingredients that are listed at the minute mark of this video are lasagna noodles <laughs> lasagna noodles one lasagna noodles no measurements one lasagna noodles two garlic cloves <laughs> i think she means a like a box of them maybe garlic cloves okay number three onions Parentheses optional. Four. Pepper. Right. Five. Do you see she holds up the onions and garlic and says, I don't want to cut these, so they're not going in. <laughs> yes. Okay, I was supposed to chop these onions and garlic, but I feel my lasagna should not have onion or garlic in it. She's incredible. Himalayan salt. And the only reason it's Himalayan salt is because it's all she could find in, <laughs> in, in the, the kitchen that she happens to be in. Then it says ricotta cheese, shredded mozzarella, tomato sauce and then the last the last ingredient Lindsay, do you remember it meat it's just meat it's just ground beef right meat parentheses any alternative you prefer 
Imagine going on to boneappetit.com, clicking Bone. a recipe that looks pretty good, and then seeing in the ingredients list meat. Well, what's funny is that I recently bought a great Where lasagna. Where am I, prison? I recently bought a great lasagna book. Uh, shout out Anna, Anna Hazel. Hazel Lasagna. So good. The but cutest the, little book as well. But lasagna is like, it's, even the easiest lasagna is complicated in a way because <laughs> you have to kind of create... What the point is she's making she's making lasagna like you would make in prison because you only have like two ingredients and you're just layering noodle on top of sauce on top of cheese yes. because it's like the most basic lasagna whatever it's such a basic lasagna that like no one needs a video you know but it's no inspiring because the way that she does it is like this is the lasagna that everybody asked me to wait make they love my lasagna as you all know well maybe not all of you know People who do know, know that I'm an amazing cook. There's also just something very interesting to me about Paris Hilton, who at one point was the most famous person on the planet. <laughs> and now is making lasagna in someone else's kitchen on YouTube. You know, I'm like screaming. I'm still Alison Roman, uh, who we've talked about plenty of times on this podcast. Is, yes. Um, she she was providing commentary on on her Instagram, and honestly, she gets it. She understands that this is a this is all just an act. Like this, she's like, I'm not art. bullying Paris Hilton's lasagna no. making. Paris Hilton knows exactly what she's doing. But the but the clip that she posted of her smashing <laughs> smashing the meat and telling you get it tan, <laughs> get get it tan. <laughs> so I'm just gonna flip it, kind of make it tan. Allison captured it, and I cannot. I it's so funny. I was crying when I watched it this morning. Simma, babe, Simma. It looks perf. We are loving. I can't, can't even say it without laughing. Well, Simma, babe, Simma. It looks perf. We are loving your sauce. No, she. <laughs> she used Rao's sauce from the from the jar. Rao's, my grocery store. Listen, I don't care about grocery store. I don't care if about your grocery, grocery store. store ever don't has care. Rao's pasta sauce on sale. Buy it because every care. once in a while, my grocery no, store sells expensive ass Rao's pasta sauce Bobby, for four ninety nine a bottle. No and guess cares. what? I always buy multiple. Okay, but Rails that's is not the best what we're talking sauce. about. We're not talking about that. Save that shit. It looks shit. perf. We are loving your sauce. Save that shit for the Patreon. We're talking about Paris Hilton and why it's interesting that she's making <sighs> lasagna on it on YouTube. Okay? Because Paris Hilton is trying to fit her brand into the Kim Kardashian, uh, you know, uh, home edit world. The goop world. And Paris Hilton's brand in 2020 is this, which is incredible. <laughs> because arguably... <laughs> This is funnier and better than any of those videos that you could spend hours watching of actual mm -hmm. people cooking actual recipes that are he quote unquote healthy. Not only is she cooking poorly, she chose the most unhealthy food you could possibly make at home, which is lasagna. I love that. Think about it. Now I'm now I'm like thinking of even more ways that I think this video is genius. You know, she chose it's like the opposite of what Gwyneth Gwyneth would. You couldn't catch her dead with lasagna noodles in her house. <laughs> lasagna noodles. Lasagna. You know. What do you need? Lasagna noodles, meat, onions, only maybe. Some garlic cloves. <laughs> no, God. There's no onion. Imagine, imagine going into... Honestly, the, this is this is this video is the equivalent of being inside an Airbnb house you've never stepped foot in, looking through the pantries and trying to make something out of what you Which find. Which is fun. Yeah, and you're like, well, I found some lasagna Which... noodles. I'd like some onions, but they're not urgent. What does she call the spoons? <laughs> what does she say about the spoons? She says really – she's like, well, at one, at random point, she... spoons. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I don't know what this is at one point, and it's just like a spatula. <laughs> well, she, and she's she like, yeah, this three... is perfect. She pushes the meat down into the pan with three spatulas. And you don't need to use cheese with milk. 
You can use organic cheese, there's almond cheese, there's soy, there's like so many different types of cheeses now that it's not normal, but it's cool. <laughs> um, all these spoons are brutal. She starts using, I believe, a mashed potato masher, a potato <laughs> masher to do it at one point. Well, you know, we've all been there. Good video. Himalayan <laughs> pink salt. Hmm, sounds cool. Why is she wearing Whose house is gloves? this? <laughs> Whose house is this? Whose house is this? Really quickly, Whose I just want to play this? this. Okay, here we go. Listen. Just grab any other spices. Um... Himalayan pink salt. Hmm. Sounds cool. <laughs> Sounds cool. Sounds cool. You have to put clips throughout this entire segment for it to be actually Yeah, it's funny. just, it really is. It's an incredible piece of art. Yeah, it is. And it, it does, it is relevant to us because it does kind of like, God, so much, we're giving her so much credit. But she's parroting like the world that she sees around her. She's doing a parody of the celebrity culture she sees around her, which she knows she's not a part of anymore. <laughs> And the, the thing that's frustrating, though, like, you can't really give her too much credit. Yes, it's a parody. But also, at the same time, it required zero effort. You know, like... Well, I mean, she thought so it's of like, it and she did Yeah, it. it's a joke, but it also is, like, the lowest hanging fruit of a joke. It just ha so happens that, like, most people wouldn't even go so far as to do the lowest hanging fruit of a joke like this. I just like that Paris Hilton has been so deeply demoralized by this entire experience of her life that she is now... Like somehow she somehow has a sense of humor or at least whatever it is, the spark here to demoralized make like by this. the entire experience of her life. I wow. mean, come I mean, more her famous, her fame, just the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Just in terms of being really famous and then your best friend gets even more famous than you. And Jesus. then you have to just like still be around while that person essentially continues to kind of take over the globe with her fame. I don't know. It's yeah. such a weird. It's so weird to think about that. that that's the way that it it went because yeah. we were very much alive and old enough to remember when Paris Hilton was the most famous person in the world. Right? No. Yeah, we definitely we were. were. Yeah. So anyways. Okay. So thank you for listening to who's there. Oh, wow. It was a long, we recorded for two hours. We got to cut this down. Um, and where Woo! are we going to put the, where are we going to put the great segments that we cut into our Patreon? Hell yeah. Subscribe so to our Patreon at patreon.com slash who weekly for bi-weekly bonus episodes and a weekly newsletter. Lindsay's writing this week's. I'm sure Woo! it's going to be amazing. Oh my um, God. It's going to be Call amazing. in 619 who them to leave questions, comments, and concerns. And we might play your call on a future episode of who's there. But until then, we'll see you on Tuesday with another episode of who weekly. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. Hi guys, um, I know you don't want this call, so I'm sorry, but I had to call in because I'm a nurse and when you were talking about coffee, um, making you more thirsty, coffee's a diuretic, so it means that it makes you pee out all your fluid, so it's like doesn't hydrate you at all. If anything, it makes you more dehydrated because you pee out all the liquid in yourself. Anyhow, I'm sorry. I had to do that. All right. Love you guys. Good form, Bellthorn. Drink some water. All these spoons are brutal.